we raise it up a little in the yeah, it's coming through. Good morning, church. Today I'm you know lay some very fundamental thing upon my heart that we're going to share. The gospel. Give me Mark chapter 16, verse 15 and 16. What is the gospel? That is what we are going to go through today. I pray, let's just say, Father, I pray, Lord, that you will give us understanding and teach us yourself. Reveal your plan, yourself, to us, to all the audience and to those who are watching online or on the internet or on television, that they may know what Jesus Christ has brought for us. Thank you, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we have prayed. Mark chapter 16. Jesus said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now, the gospel means good news. Good news. Now, that is what I want to explain. What is the good news that the Lord Jesus Christ has brought to mankind? And it is summarized in what we can call the full redemption of man. That is the good news. What is good news about that? The first one we are going to talk about is God has forgiven the whole world. Do you know that? God has forgiven you. That is the good news. That we mankind, God has said he has forgiven us. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. Let's read it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 19. See what the scripture said. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now look at the next phrase. Not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Imputing is what he calls an accounting term. You say it's not imputing your sins. I mean, well, you, you have done so many things. You have run away from the father's house. Every human being has gone away from the father's house. But God is saying he has forgiven all of you. Now it's just coming. Come back here. Let's do reconciliation. Your sins are already forgiven. But unless you come, you won't know about that. So God is in, was in Christ reconciling the world, not just the believers. We believers are those that have accepted the call. We believers are those that have accepted reconciliation and we have reconciled back to God. So this message is for you that is out there, or if you are in the congregation, you have not really realized that your sins have been forgiven you. So now just think of the story of a prodigal son. That the Lord Jesus had given a parable of the prodigal son. This young man decided that he was fed up with his father's house. Give me all that belongs to me and I want to make it in Las Vegas. And he got all together and fled. But his father has forgiven him, waiting, looking. Hopefully he's going to come back alive. That is what God said. God was in Christ. Christ came to manifest that the father has already forgiven the whole world. It's not saying, come back to me in reconciliation. Accept the reconciliation. Accept the free will, free give the forgiveness. And then you can come back and inherit. You remember when that prodigal son came back? You think he would not inherit anything? 
his half brother, his other brother was angry that, how dare you kill the fatted cow for this boy who has wasted all your goods? But the father welcomed him wholeheartedly. God is welcoming everybody that will come back to him. But if you don't come back, out there is death and destruction. That is where what hell and lake of fire is. But when you come back, he's going to accept you. Look at the story in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verse 38. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 13, verse 38. I said, the Lord is, has forgiven the whole world. It's just asking you to come back to him. Now, this is what Apostle Paul was preaching. So that you can, I'm trying to give you some Bible background and make you see that how you show that God has forgiven the whole world. This is what he said. Apostle Paul was preaching in a place of Antioch or Iconium. I said, be it known unto you, therefore, men and brethren, that through this man, through Jesus, is preached unto you the forgiveness of sins. Verse 39. And by him, that is by the Lord Jesus Christ, all that believe, remember, all, are justified from all things from which you could not be justified by the law of Moses. So God is not saying, well, you can't come back home unless you must keep all the Ten Commandments. So that was the law of Moses. No, that was not what he was saying. He said, just come as you are. Just come as you are. Christ has, you see, the difference between the law of Moses and what Jesus Christ brought was presented to us in the book of Hebrews. The Bible said, the Lord just gave you what you must not do. But he didn't give you the power not to do them. You must not do that. You must not do that. You must not do that. But there was no power to, to be able to do all those laws. But when he came to the Lord Jesus Christ, he came, his Bible said, the Lord came through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord. The grace is the power to do it. Because he comes and come and live inside you and gives you something called the Holy Spirit that will make you be able to do all those things that you know God wants us to be like this, but you cannot do it all by yourself. Grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is what we call being born again. That is what Jesus Christ told the rabbis in Gospel of John chapter 3. Give me verse 3 and then verse 5. Gospel of John chapter 3. Nicodemus was a Pharisee, one of the teachers in the, in, the, in the Old Testament. And he came to the Lord Jesus Christ by a night, wanting to find out, how did you get this power? A 30-something-year-old man? He thought he was 30-something-year-old man. And the Lord Jesus Christ started telling him that, you must be born again. And he said, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And the Lord said in verse 5 that you must be born of water and of the Spirit. So in short, there's a supernatural, miraculous power Christ is giving to people that will come to him that we call being born again. It's an experience. And he's inviting you to come as you are and he will regenerate you. It's a regeneration. A new spirit he will give to you. He has already promised that in the book of Jeremiah, you see also in Hebrew, Hebrew chapter 10, verse 16 and to 17. Hebrew chapter 10, 
that God said he was going to make a new commandment, a new, a new covenant with us. See, this is the covenant that I will make with them after those days. He was already prophesying it in the days of Jeremiah, what was coming through the Messiah, which Christ came to fulfill it. That now he's forgiving the old world. He said, come now to me, I'm making a new covenant with mankind. I will make with them after those days, said the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts, and in their minds will I write them. Verse 17. Next verse. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. That is the forgiveness that he has brought to mankind. What I'm saying is, this is good news. Everybody was, the old man was afraid of going to hell, lake of fire, death and destruction. God was angry with mankind through this law of Moses. Everybody was scared to death. And the good news is, God has forgiven everybody. Does that mean everybody is going to be saved and go to heaven? Only those that accepted the forgiveness. Only That's why he said, preach the gospel to everybody. Come and accept this forgiveness is free. They were, Should I come and join your church? Somebody is saying that in, in the south as he's listening. You don't have to join this church or that church, but you have to come to Jesus. You have to come to Jesus in your heart. Ask him to come. It is the church. is people of like-minded fellowshipping together, exhorting one another as we see the day approaching. That is what the body of believers really is. It's not that you have to come and join this church to be saved. You must be saved, giving your life to Christ. Then when you come among them, you are part of a family. And then you are encouraging one another as we see the day approaching. But Christ is giving this power, is making a new covenant with you and me. When you come to him and accept this free gift, so there are sins and iniquities I will remember no more. And he went further in the next verse. He said, they don't need to tell what another Lord is. Everyone will know me. Why? Because he is going to be living inside you. Christ in us is the hope of our glory. That is the good news. So what is good news about that? That your sins are forgiven. You are no more a stranger to God. God is calling you to come back to him freely. If you accept it, you are, you are saved. If he said that anyone that believes in me is passed from death unto life. It's what the Lord Jesus said. And you are no more going into condemnation. If you accept this free gift of God, he said you have passed from death, which is spiritual death, hell, to life. Are you sure? That's what God believes in. In, uh, in uh, my country, they call Christians. You know what they call Christians? Onigbagbo. What does that really mean? Believers. That is general terminology for them, believers. You mean they are trust, they are just believing. That is what it is. You mean you believe what Jesus Christ said, you are already just by believing in him, you are not going to hell lake of hell. That's what he said. Just believe it. And then come to him and say, Okay, Lord, I come. You say my sins are forgiven you. I was a murderer, just come as you are. Well, you know, I was this, just come as you are. Well, you know, I did that, just come as you are. Remember the thief on the cross. What can be more grace than that? A thief on the cross. He knew that thief knew he was a thief. And he was even confessing it and said, look, we were guilty. We, we, did, we received what we deserved. They were nailing them to the cross with the Lord Jesus Christ. But he was saying, well, 
What has this man done? So why was a blasphemer? Oh. So but that thief on the cross said, Remember me when you come to your kingdom. He didn't say, Well, you have to go and baptize. No. Oh no, you got to go back and live right. I mean, so I see you. No, he has no way of going back to live right. He was already nailed to the cross at Lonnie Jesus Christ said, Today, just he believed. Just believing. Yeah, just believing that this is the Messiah. Say, remember me when you come to your kingdom. That's all. Oh, what a, the devil would like to say, what about what he did yesterday? What about what he did two months ago? He has not repented of that. He believed in Jesus. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ said. You are accepted when you come to him, just as you are. But now when you come, he's going to wash you. Amen. If you don't have any more time, like the thief on the cross, you may say, well, it's too late. But when you come, it's called sanctification. It's going to wash you and give you a new heart so that now you are to produce good works after you have been saved. But the good works is not what is going to save you. It is coming to him first. So my first invitation to you that is listening to me is, uh, do you want to give your life to Jesus and receive this free gift of salvation, forgiveness of sins? That's what we call redemption. If you want, I want you to first bow your head. This is the first part. Because that is just one of the things he has done for mankind and you receive it, you are saved. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ said. Just by believing in him, you have passed from death unto life. In the Gospel of John, chapter 5, give me about verse 30, 33 there, you see what the Lord Jesus Christ said. He said, just believing, you have passed from death unto life. Christ came to bear witness unto the truth. And he said, anyone that believes in him is going to raise them up at the last day. Just by believing in him, you are going to be raised at the last day. Now, I said, you want to come and give your life to Christ. I want you to just bow your head and just go to this first part of it, prayer, before I go to the next part of what Christ has come to do for us. Say it with your heart. Because the Bible said, if you will believe, this is what the apostles were preaching in the first generation. Apostle John wrote it in a way in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. Here is what he said. How do you get saved? He said, If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, that is, Jesus is your Lord, believing, and shalt believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. What does this saved mean? What does that saved mean? Your heart will be changed to a new creature. That's what Christ said. A new heart will like give unto them. But if you come to him, he will give you a new heart. And you become a born again believer. And you will be completely re, 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 no, re, renovated. If you can use the word renovated. You will be regenerated from inside. That is the salvation from our sins. That is the fundamental. You must first get that, and then you are back into the Father's house. Praise the Lord. So I want to lead people in prayer. If you are watching in online and you want to say, how can I be saved? This is what you are going to do. I'm going to pray for you right now. I want you to bow your head and talk to the Lord yourself and say, I believe, Lord Jesus Christ, that you died for me on the cross. I believe that you rose again for my justification. And I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. That is, you are the Lord of my life. 
and that all that you did on the cross, it was for me. You were suffered, you were wounded, you were crucified for my, for my sake to redeem me. I accept you as my Lord and Savior right now. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus, and give me this born-again experience. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now, that is the first part. It's a good news that your sins were forgiven. Many people, when they give their life to Christ, one of the first experiences they found out was a burden was lifted. A burden of guilt that they didn't even know it was there, but you see, things were not working out in life. But when you come to Christ, something changed in you. When you do that prayer sincerely from your heart, you talk to him and say, I accept you, Lord. Take over my life. He lifted something in the spirit. And you are free in your heart. There will be a peace that comes to you. You're no more panicking what's going to happen tomorrow where he gives you peace. That peace is the presence of Jesus. When he comes into you, you become a new creature in Christ Jesus. All the cares of this life will be like, well, I don't worry about this right now because something has taken over my life. That is the experience that we had one day. You'll be able to point to the day that you received that experience called born again experience. It is a spiritual experience that you feel in the physical when Christ comes into your life. And don't take it lightly. That is to now make you begin to love the Lord and love your neighbor as yourself. The good works. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I said that is good news, but that is not all that the Lord Jesus Christ brought. The good news is that he also brought unto us power over sicknesses, diseases, poverty, and troubles of life. Why? Because if you go to Deuteronomy 28, Deuteronomy chapter 28, we're talking about the law of Moses. The law of Moses, verse, verse 14, start from verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 15. What you will see is that when Moses wrote that law, he put a curse upon those people that will not obey the law. It's called the curse of the law. And you can read it from verse 15, 15 to 61. It was curse and curse and curses and curses. Say, but it shall come to pass. If thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do all his commandments. All. See? That is why it's a cause. Because not everybody has been able to do all. And the Bible will say, if you fail in one, you have failed in all. But look at the cause. If you are, if you, if you, if it shall come to pass, if you will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe, to do, all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these causes, not just one, causes, shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And you can go on and you can read the next and the next. They are all causes and causes. They are all summarized in the sicknesses, diseases, poverty, physical death, and of course, ultimately, disruption. Go to verse 61 of that, where it summarizes the last part of it. Verse 61. Because he, he named some of those sicknesses that he was pronounced upon those who will not follow the law that he wrote down. And, said, and also, also, every sickness, think about that, and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed. Gee, that was a cause. That was what Christ came to deliver us from. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. 
Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. When we say Christ came to save us, people don't know what, it, what does it mean he came to save us. I've told you about the sin part. Because he has to deal with sin first. Before you can enjoy the blessing. This is what the Bible says. Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. He made a cause for us. For it is written. This is how he took it away. Cause is everyone that hung upon a tree. So when Christ went to hang upon a tree in crucifixion, all these causes, all the diseases, all the sicknesses, everything that was put in the law of Moses in the spiritual world was put upon him to carry it away from mankind. I don't know many of some of you have watched the, the movie, what they call the Lord of the Rings. Some of you have watched it. They kind of try to typify this story in that example. Where somebody was to go and take this ring that was evil ring and go throw it into some fires of something. And that was symbolized sin. Symbolizing what Christ actually came. The sin of the world was placed upon his spirit, not upon the physical man, upon his spirit. And he has to carry it to fires of hell and dump it over there. But who can do that except Somebody that can come back. Otherwise, if you couldn't come back, we are all lost. But he was, he said, I have the power to lay down my life and I have the power to take it again. So that is the only thing that saved mankind. So he went there, the sin, the Bible said God turned, God has to turn his back because the sin of the world, was, God cannot look at sin. But it was put upon his son. The one that could go down there and let captivity captive and dump all the sin of the world into the fires of hell and came back alive by himself. Amen. That is why he is our savior. Now, the power over sicknesses, the power over diseases, the power over poverty, because when you look at that Deuteronomy, it included everything. Poverty, death, sicknesses, plagues. The one you know, you don't know. That's why he said all other diseases. But Christ has come to redeem us from that. And he has redeemed us. Not that he will. He has already done it. Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. So knowing this thing is good news. That's why he said go and preach this good news to the whole world. But he said you have to believe it. Suppose I say well I, I like this is my son. And I say I'm so rich and I deposited one million dollar in his bank account. And I told him about his sovereign where he says okay. I have deposited one million dollar into your bank account. If he didn't believe it and he didn't go to collect, he would still be miserable where he was, trying to survive. But if he believed it, he would pursue. My bank is in the bank and he has to go and do, take some steps. There are some steps you have to take also to collect that million dollars or some of the million dollars and begin to enjoy it. In, America, in the world right now, if you have money in your bank, what do you do to collect it? You can write a check. Also, you can, if you're online, you can transfer the money to here. You can use to pay. So those are steps you take. Also. And the other thing you can do, you can have what they call card. You go to ATM and put it in the machine and take some money because you have money in the bank account. But if you don't know about it, the money can be there doing you no good. There are many stories of people like that that have inherited something and they were living as a pauper because they didn't know about it. That is why he said, go preach this good news to the whole world. Well, we are going to wrap it up at this point. I suggest you visit our website at gospeldistribution.org.
org gospeldistribution.org so i suggest that you visit our website and listen to the rest of the sermon or the rest of the teaching so that you can be built up the website is gospeldistribution.org you can send us email from that website also and the lord will bless your heart this has been the gospel distribution evangelical association god bless you